The Wild have a real good opportunity to put up a nice number of wins in the month of December. We take a look at what is to come the rest of the month. We'll talk potential for trades with the Chicago Blackhawks with a couple of names that are of interest. And we will get to, and I know it's late, we'll get to the Locked on Wild player of November all today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we take a look at what the Wild have in store for the rest of the month of December to see where they could potentially finish in terms of wins and losses when the 2022 portion of the schedule draws to a close. We'll also talk about a couple of names on the Chicago Blackhawks roster that could be of interest for the Minnesota Wild with Chicago in town tonight. And we will take a look at who ended up as the Locked on Wild Player of the Month for November. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider. We've talked about this with Kevin Gorg a few times in the Locked on Wild postcasts. And then it just it feels like December is going to be a really good opportunity for this team to go on a nice little run here. And so far they have. Uh, to this point in the month of December, the Wilds are 6-2. and two. two of those wins are shootouts, but they've beaten Edmonton twice. They beat Detroit. They beat Vancouver. They beat Dallas. They beat Anaheim. So it's been a good month of December for the Wilds after uh, kind of a lackluster November in which they were 6-5-1. and one. So already exceeded uh, kind of where they're at in the month of November, barring them just uh, losing out here for the, uh, the rest of the month. But there's an opportunity to do more than that, and this is what we've been looking for so far this season, is an opportunity for this team to kind of put the pedal to the metal and maybe go on a stretch where they win 10 of 12 or 9 of 12 or something along those lines to get them that solid footing that then they can work with the rest of the season. And I keep hammering on this point. The rest of the division continues to kind of one step forward, two steps back. So it's a really good opportunity for the Wild to put some distance between themselves and the uh, rest of the pack. The Avalanche right with the Wild right now for the third spot in the Central Division. The Wild do have a two-point lead. But then they have a seven-point lead over Nashville and St. Louis. And if you can continue to add to that, to give yourself a little cushion for the uh, remaining few months of the season, some of which are pretty tricky indeed, that's going to serve this team very well, and this is the month to do it. So we know tonight the Wild will play Chicago, and a little nugget from today's pregame episode that will be coming out later today. 
Uh, the Wild have lost the Chicago Blackhawks, that is, have lost 18 of their last 21. They are reeling coming into this game. And they also played last night against the Vegas Golden Knights. And so that just adds to it an opportunity for the Wilds to take advantage of a tired Chicago team that ended up losing 4-1 to one to Vegas. So opportunity to take advantage of a tired Chicago team in addition to just now having lost um, 19 of your last 23 games. They're just in an absolute tailspin right now. So an opportunity to take advantage there. And beyond that, the Wild then host the Ottawa Senators on Sunday. And for Ottawa, they are definitely underachieving this year, although they've been playing much better here recently. They are still under 500 on the season, 13, 14, and 2. And so that represents a challenge. There's going to obviously be a lot of emotion going into it with players that were on one side of this matchup having flipped places with Cam Talbot and Philip Gustafson. So going to be a little emotion there, especially if those two guys end up starting in that game. But that one is winnable as well. And then you've got a little mini road trip. The Wild will head to Anaheim. Anaheim has two regulation wins the entire season. They just got their second last night. Two regulation wins so far this season. And we saw even when things weren't going particularly well for the Wild, they were able to handle business against Anaheim on the road. You follow that up with a game against San Jose. Uh, That will be a back-to-back San Jose, not anything to write home about in particular. They're 10, 16, and 5 on the season, and uh, they have a negative goal differential. They still have some players that are capable of, uh, of making a little noise, but that should be a game in which the Wilds uh, are able to come away with a win as well. You then have arguably your toughest test of the month to close it out at Winnipeg on the 27th then home against Dallas on the 29th, and then at St. Louis on December 31st. Now, Winnipeg and Dallas, one and two in the division right now. Dallas, uh, we saw what they're capable of uh, in that 6-5 to five shootout win for the Minnesota Wild. We saw what they're capable of, although that lines up more like what we saw against Edmonton, where the Wilds, with that being a home game, are able to dictate who plays against who. So that leads to uh, kind of some, that leads to a little bit of an advantage for the Wild in that instance. Winnipeg is a spot that the Wild have struggled in over the last couple of seasons. And so that game is tricky, especially with the Jets playing as well as they are so far this year. But if you look at the remaining seven games, I would say 5-2 and two is a real good possibility because then you look at the St. Louis Blues and St. Louis is as Jekyll and Hyde as they possibly can be. They lost, I think it was, 8 in a row, then won 7 in a row. They're now 2-6-1 and one in their last 10 games, but they won their most recent game before last night. Uh, they ended up losing to the... Edmonton Oilers, or they were losing 
uh, at the time of this recording. So St. Louis extremely up and down. But as we know last year, they're very capable of, uh, of handling this wild team regardless of what the record looks like. So I think 5-2 and two is a real possibility. And if you do that, you have ended the month of December at 11-4. and four. Uh, that's that's a that's exactly what we're looking for is the opportunity to you know put yourself on solid footing and if you if you go five and two in that stretch then all of a sudden you're sitting at 21 13 and two on the season and that's starting to look more like what we were expecting coming into the season so opportunity for the wild to seize on a favorable schedule over the uh, next few weeks to close out 2022. We'll see if they can do it. They have recently. Let's keep it going and uh, see how things look as we flip the calendar to 2023. We are also going to talk about, with Chicago in town tonight, we're going to talk about a couple of players on the Chicago roster that could be intriguing fits for the Wild via trade. We'll discuss that as we continue today's episode of Locked on Wilds after this. Today's episode is brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. You're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Ah, you live nearby. You can make it home okay. It's no big deal. What are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wilds, once again, thanks for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, giving you the full lowdown on everything going on throughout the wide world of sports in one spot. And as you can see, we have a guest here uh, as we continue the show, Jack Bushman of Locked on Blackhawks. And the Wild are starting to maybe think about a trade. And so I'm looking for a particular set of skills for players that would come in to assist the Minnesota Wild. And the Blackhawks have a couple of uh, different players that could maybe fill those roles. First off, Jack, it looks like it's going to be a uh, a seller year for Chicago once again, unfortunately. But just just how much are they uh, looking to kind of how far are they going to be selling off um, here at the trade deadline? Do you think? Yeah, I expect them to be pretty active once again. And the two big ones that everyone wants to know are obviously Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane. Still don't have much of an update on that situation. And I doubt we really will until January or February, supposedly Taves, uh, Taves and Kane actually have the same agent, Pat Brisson 
Uh, he is supposed to have a meeting with the Blackhawks supposedly in January. So there could be more coming out about that in coming months, but still no updates on that front. But the name of the game for the Blackhawks right now is thinking long-term, man. And you want to capitalize on this opportunity to stockpile assets, whether that's, you know, adding to the prospect pool or getting more drafts. And just last year with Kyle Davidson's first as general manager, uh, obviously he made, started the the day, day one with no first round picks, wound, wound up with three stockpiled 11 picks in that first draft. So that's really what he's going to be trying to do. And given the situation the Blackhawks are in, I expect them to be very active. Seth Taves and Kane, I think they're going to want, them to go as difficult as that is and while they may not specifically go and ask them to waive their no movement clauses they've kind of allowed for Kane and Taves to come to a decision themselves and they'll respect it one way or the other but you got to know in the back of their heads business wise it would help them a lot in order to trade those two guys so if that's the case if those two are on the move it could be a full-on fire sale for the Chicago Blackhawks at the deadline Max Domi Andreas Athanasiu I even think one of Connor Murphy and Jake McCabe could sneakily be dealt to kind of give up some more space for young defensemen to come through so I expect it to be a, a very active uh, month of February and March for the Chicago Blackhawks Seth uh, let's let's talk about those two guys in particular because I'm looking at a situation for the Minnesota Wild in which they have about $3.3 million in salary cap space to work with. It just so happens that both Max Domi and Andreas Anthony are signed for $3 million, so that would fit perfectly. Let's talk about Domi a little bit to start. Um, one of the leaders in goals for, uh, for Chicago and doing a little bit of my own research what uh, what are some of the things that you like about his game and that he brings to the table uh, and has brought to the table for Chicago so far this year? Yeah, he's very versatile, and I, I think it's a little difficult for him right now because he's just not a top-line player, and he's not the center iceman that Patrick Kane needs to be regularly having success. But I will give Domi credit. In the right spot, I think he could be a very nice asset to a deep team if you use him in the correct spot because he, he leads the Chicago Blackhawks in goals right now with 10. His goal-scoring ability has probably been the best thing about him other than how he's tenacious and scrappy. And I think the bottom six more suits him, especially in the playoffs when it becomes more rugged and more difficult to play. And you want those guys who are, you know, a thorn in the side to play against. That's kind of Max Domi's bread and butter. And he's also a really good teammate. He'll stand up for everybody. Uh, Patrick Kane and he, you know, the only have been teammates for 26 games now. And early on in the season, even he was, you know, ready to go to battle for Patrick Kane. Uh, so he, he's a respected guy in the locker room. I've really only heard, heard good things about him, despite some of his on-ice tactics, tactics from time to time. Um, but I, I do think Max Domi, for someone who's wanting to add maybe on that third line, another guy who can provide you with a little bit of offense and also sandpaper at the same time come playoff time, I, I really think he would be a nice addition for somebody. And he's playing pretty well for the Blackhawks right now. Again, probably not a first liner. If they had the capability to use him elsewhere, I think he'd be uh, looked at in an even brighter light so far this year. Okay. Um, I, I The big thing that the Wild are going to be looking for, I think, is the potential for speed in a uh, a player that can help out in the scoring department. And so that brought me to the other name on the list, Andreas Anthony because he's got a little bit of speed in the tank. What else do you like about his game 
and uh, what you have seen from him so far here this season with uh, Chicago. Man, Andres Athanasiu is fun to watch. And I'll tell you what, that speed of his gives him chances night in and night out, especially in transition. Like if you find him when he's gaining speed up through the neutral zone, I mean, more opportunities than not, he's going to get a good look. The frustrating thing that, you know, I've heard in years past and what I've realized already in his time with the Blackhawks, he's just not going to bury all of them. And that's the frustrating part about him. You think there's so much potential there with the skill set that Andreas Athanasiu provides. And there are nights where he can fulfill that. And you're like, wow, this guy's a great player. They're just few and far between. And he still hasn't been able to do it on a consistent enough basis at this level. So it's kind of interesting, Seth. When I think of those two guys in particular, I feel like Athens CU is going to be the one that may attract more attention because of that speed. And also he has some size to him, but I think Max Domi would be the one that would actually help a playoff contender more. It's really interesting. So, uh, but I I do expect both guys uh, not to be members of the Chicago Blackhawks, given their contracts it's going to be an opportunity for the Blackhawks to, to go and get something in return. Uh, and I think both those guys, you know, have the ability to help someone who, who's in need of those things. Sure. And you look at it, too. Like you said, the contracts, both players signed for $3 million, so very affordable, um, right in the wheelhouse of what the Wild would be looking to add at the deadline. Obviously, these two teams are no strangers to trades with the Marc-Andre Fleury trade from last year, so that shouldn't be a problem either. What are some of the things that Chicago is looking for in return? Obviously, picks, picks, picks. But if it were to be on the prospect side of things, what sorts of positions would Chicago be looking to target? It would 100% have to be at the forward position. Defensively, I I don't want to put a jinx on it or anything, Seth, but I do think the Blackhawks are sitting pretty defensively for what they're going to have in three to four years. Just on Team Canada's World Junior roster, their whole left side of the blue line is Chicago Blackhawks prospects. And we got several guys who are down in Rockford right now who are right there on the cusp of being everyday NHLers. They're kind of still in that stage of trying to make the leap. But I expect, you know, in a couple years, there's going to be more of these faces who the Blackhawks are hopeful for that will be actual pieces of the puzzle stepping onto the scene. What they really need help is at the forward position. It's just not that deep of a prospect pool, really. And uh, they added Frank Nazar with the 13th selection in last year's draft. He's undoubtedly the best forward prospect that they have other than Lucas Reichel, who's been around for a couple of years now. So I really think the Blackhawks are, and general manager Kyle Davidson are really going to attract that in particular. If they're looking to get a prospect from another team, I think it's going to be at the forward spot, Seth. Okay. Yeah, I, I think there is potential to uh, to make a deal uh, for these teams. Obviously, they already did last year, so that's that's not a problem. It just depends on what the Wilds are looking for and what Bill uh, Guerin ends up going fishing for. I think it's still going to be some uh, some top six speed or somebody that can slot in and provide some scoring in addition to some speed. We'll see what happens, though, because as it happened last year, and I have a feeling that this is going to be the case again this year, uh, Bill Guerin's probably going to go off board and do something that nobody's expecting. So I guess we'll wait and see. But, uh, Jack, thank you for for joining us to talk Domi and Anthony. See you. Locked on Wild listeners, make sure you check in with Jack Bushman at Locked on Blackhawks to get the intel on our favorite rivals 
here in the Central Division. We'll have a little preview episode for you coming up before Friday night's game as well, so make sure you tune in for that. Also, we will continue today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen today, make sure you check out our pregame preview later today of tonight's matchup between the Minnesota Wild and Chicago. Jack Bushman of Locked on Blackhawks joins us as we get some intel on what is going on with Chicago recently. We mentioned the free fall that they're in. Despite all that, still near the top 10 in the NHL in power play percentage somehow. I I don't know how that I don't know how that works, but uh, that's where they're at right now. So make sure to tune in for our pregame preview before tonight's game. Also, make sure to check us out after the game for a Locked on Wild postcast. We will uh, recap all the action and get you set for what is to come over the weekend for the Wilds uh, with the game on Sunday as well. We forgot to do this uh, earlier in December, obviously. Uh, we're trying to do Player of the Month for uh, each month this season. Matt Boldy ended up being the Player of the Month for October. Forgot to hand out Player of the Month for November, so we're uh, going to get caught up here today. It was a pretty easy choice. Kirill Kaprizov is your Lockdown Wilds Player of the Month for November. Seven goals, nine assists, 16 points in the month of November, and more importantly was a plus zero uh, if you've seen the plus-minus numbers, not great. And so Kirill was even throughout uh, the course of the month uh, and had those 17 penalty minutes too, which is just hilarious because um, almost all of that came in one game. Uh, honorable mention, though, to Jewel Erickson Eck, who has been very, very good over the last two months of the season for the Minnesota Wild. He was a plus three in November. He had 10 points, two goals, and eight assists. And I'll even raise you one better. His numbers to this point from the start of uh, the month of November, six goals, 11 assists, 17 points in 20 games since the start of November. And uh, he has just been a huge reason that the Wild have started to pick their play up a little bit. Oh, and he put the clamps on Connor McDavid by himself. Uh, so, uh, Jewel Erickson X, certainly honorable mention for player of the month here uh, for the Wild in November. Now, as to who could potentially take that crown in December, well, you'd be surprised to know that Kirill Kaprizov's not leading the team in points through eight games. He has nine, but Matt Zuccarello leading the way so far with 10 points. In eight December games, Jewel Erickson Eck has four goals in eight games already. So we're starting to see some of the scoring increase for those secondary guys for the Minnesota Wild, which was a huge reason that the season started off as pear-shaped as it did, is you weren't getting that secondary scoring. But now you're getting secondary scoring. You're getting it from Jewel Erickson Eck. You're getting it from Freddie Goudreau. You're getting it from Connor Dewar, shorthanded. You're getting it from a bunch of different guys. And so... It seems like all of those things that went wrong in the first three games of the season are a distant memory. And I'll put it this way as well. Let's assume the Wild go 5-2 and two to finish off the month of December. 
you then will have been 21-10-2 since that rough start to the season. So, again, continuing to put some distance between them and that uh, hideous start to the season. So, Kirill Kaprizov is your Lockdown Wild Player of the Month here for the month of November. Congrats to him. And we'll wait and see who ends up taking that crown for the month of December. That is going to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Wild. So uh, thank you once again for tuning in each and every day to Locked on Wild and all of the other elements that we have throughout the course of the week, whether it be pregame previews, postcasts, the uh, morning skates that we've been doing, any of the content on social media. Hope you've been enjoying that uh, as we roll it out. We're just trying to keep you as up-to-date on Minnesota Wild Hockey as we possibly can. Tune in for the pregame preview today, later today, the postcast afterwards, and then we'll do the same thing for you on Sunday after the uh, Wilds take on the Ottawa Senators as well. So uh, plenty for you to find as we move through the rest of 2022 and set our sights on a big 2023 for your favorite Minnesota hockey team. Make sure you follow on YouTube, turn notifications on, and also follow on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss out on any of our content throughout the week. We've got new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Lockdown Sports Podcast Network.